1: I'm Allie J
2: and I'm Crystal O and welcome to Not Your Token Black Girl, where we recover from spreading black girl magic wherever we go. From careers and cocktails to men and mental health, we're breaking it all down on what it means to wear the token crown.
1: So if you've ever said, I'm not your token, fill in the blank, then this podcast is for you. A fun and witty show that's a little bit shady, but a hundred percent true. It's Saturday brunch combo with the girls in a quick 20 minutes. Now let's get started. On today's episode, we're talking gentrification. Is it really that bad?
2: So, I don't know if I'm going to lose my black card, but I don't think gentrification is always bad. Hmm. I mean... I like my little hipster coffee shop with the books and like, you know, the cute little croissants with the strawberry jam, right? I mean, I like authentic tacos that come on like mini plates like tapas Mm
1: -hmm.
2: and like the hip, cool part of town. I mean, in Dallas, we have a part of the city that, is totally being gentrified. So it's on the south side of downtown. Um, Trinity Groves, um, that whole part of downtown used to be
1: ratchet. See, I think um, we're different on this topic. Okay. That's for sure. So I'm born and raised in Austin. Yeah. Right. So, like, I've seen how gentrification has changed the landscape of where i grew up yeah but also my family are pioneers of a lot of businesses in austin yeah and the gentrification has kind of pushed them out right we have one business left down there and one plot of property and we are holding on to it for dear life they literally offer my grandma like 10 million dollars like they offer money all the time but it's our legacy so we like are not down to just, like, kick kick things to the curb so they can come in and establish a cute little bakery with some Crescentum. butter jam.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's fair, right? So I don't think everything about gentrification is right, right? So there are a lot of people in certain areas of Dallas. I'm a born and raised Dallas girl where they have historically been black and brown neighborhoods and now you've got like these hipster I call them trustafarians like they're like rich hippie kids that like to look like they are bums that live under a bridge but they've got trust <laughs> funds hashtag yeah. trustafarian um oh my but, gosh, that's so, good. But, <laughs> so what I don't like is these families that like you said have established roots mm-hmm. in certain parts of the town and now that it's cool and hip and that's a hot piece of property now they want to pay them all this money to kick them out yeah. or raise the taxes so that they can no longer afford it that the part that's the part of gentrification I don't like but then on the flip side where are you typically it's older Black and brown people, where are their children, right? Where are their grandchildren that are going to come in and say, okay, let's update the house. Let's do what we have to do to keep this in our family because obviously the area around us is changing. So how can we take advantage of that, right? How can we make some updates to our home or our business or our building to remain relevant so people don't think it's an option just to come in and take it?
1: Yeah, I think the problem is, and in most cases, is you're dealing with very low income, right? Like there's not a wealth, there's not a lot of wealth in certain communities. Yeah, and then so it's easy for developers to come in and offer someone crumbs, like a hundred thousand dollars. They're like a hundred thousand dollars for your for your home. Yeah, that you've built your your whole life at. Yeah. A lot of people, and this is what was happening in Austin, they were offering a lot of people asinine prices. Like yeah. very low. But in their heads, this is huge. They've never made that much money in a year ever.
2: Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So
1: it's like that becomes a huge thing. So they're just accepting that. And that's how you get, get it started. And then you're that's trickling to the neighbors. And really all gentrification is is that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Pushing out those people in a conniving way. Yeah. You know, I mean I guess I'm not for it. But then I have been guilty of. Yeah. Buying into in, it. Buying it. Right. Yeah. Like I bought a home in Austin from an older family and I took it and I renovated it. And I was like, I'm going to just this is a huge piece of land. Yeah. And I'm going to go crazy. You yeah. Know? Um, so I've like bought into it. But at the same time, I'm like, yo, this kind of sucks because. There are people that like literally just they've been there. They're old people, Mm
0: -hmm. like been there
1: their whole lives, even if they have kids or kids haven't even established enough wealth to be able to afford some of the tax bills. And everybody right now is moving into Texas because I know my friend from Australia at one point when she first moved here. So she's from Australia, moved to California um, and got married in California, lived there for a while. And she said She moved to Texas because she was like, they're giving away houses. And she moved dead slab in the place, the area that's being gentrified. The area of Austin that's being gentrified. Yeah. You know? Um, And really, at that point, when she moved there, it was to them in California, it did seem like, okay, these houses are what, 300,000? Right. And you're like right in the city, you know? Yeah. So there's just. I mean her house wasn't three hundred thousand, it was like six. But I'm just saying, like the house <laughs> That's is, <a> big difference. <laughs> the house, yeah, but the houses I don't think you can get a house anymore in Austin for under three. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which is crazy because these people were getting their houses back in the day for like sixty. Yeah. Yeah. It's a whole thing. I don't know.
2: I mean, but as city landscapes change, right? Yeah. So as that happens. I mean, I don't know. Like, do you stunt city development and city expansion and growth? I do think there is a moral piece of this where, hey, in order for the city to grow, in order to bring more businesses and more job opportunities, we have to expand. But should there be... I don't know. Like, yes, you're offering these people more money than they've ever received. But should there also be some type of incentive for them or some type of bonus for them? Because, like, hey, we wouldn't have been able to expand without this. So you get a percentage of that would the, be the revenue or something thing like to do. that.
1: But there's a lack of education in, and this sucks, but there's a lack of knowledge in the black and brown communities that are that are in these areas. Like, they don't know that all you need to do is, hey, negotiate partial ownership. Like, yes, you can use, you can have this piece of land, but I want partial ownership. I want 10% of yeah. whatever's made in this location. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's not this understanding that you can negotiate. You just don't have to take it. It's, they pray, it's like praying on the weak, right? But I mean,
2: I guess it's 2020, right? I don't expect everyone to know everything. But with so much information at our fingertips, everybody, whether you broke or ballin, has got a smartphone or typically some type of access to the Internet or you've got access to somebody who's got access. Like a quick Google search. I mean, am I being disconnected here?
1: Yeah, because I don't think it's that easy. And you also are having to think of like the age, you know, the age of That's these That's why people. I said, like, where are their children?
0: Where even are their with grandchildren? with their
1: children. Like, I mean, if someone is, what, in their 70s, 80s, okay. typically their children are going to be also in, like, their 40s, maybe sometimes 50s. Okay,
2: I mean, the and oldest then... millennial is 39. My yeah. mom is not a millennial, even though she looks like it. Yeah. She is in her 50s, and she can Google. I mean, or call yeah. me. I'm just saying, like, that's why I'm on the... F- I guess now I'm on the fence. Like, you raise a lot of good points. Because at first I was like, girl, let me go in my bookstore coffee shop. Give me my coffee mm-hmm. with my strawberry jam croissant. And look at all these cute little houses that they've turned into, like, taco shops.
1: But the thing is, it's not even just in Texas. Like, if you look all over, they're, they're in Chicago. Yeah. They did it... Um, I mean, it's probably... When you go and see it's like good and the cool thing is is there's a lot of um black like wealthy black people that are trying to go into those type of neighborhoods and buy up real estate so that you can they can almost it's still like their ownership yeah. you know um and that was one of the things like so my grandma has my family i guess all has several properties in the austin area that they're gentrifying, and. You know, she wanted to sell one of them off, which was fine. We were like, that's cool. Like, we get it. But we wanted her to sell black.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, so that
1: we could still establish roots and have businesses within the community. Yeah. You know, that are owned by us. Um So, I don't know. I, like, agree. I like the concept of, like, coming in refreshing, reviving, like, bringing People coming in and bringing new stuff. Yeah. Like, I love it. Yeah. But then I have such a... It's like a love-hate because I just look at it and I'm like, yo, this used to be my grandma's best friend's property. You know what I'm saying? And now she's, like, displaced and living in an apartment because that $100,000 that she thought was, like, this huge amount (laughs) didn't even buy her anything but apartment rent, you know, in Austin, Texas. So...
2: I mean... Issa Rae kind of touched on it, or not kind of touched on it. She touched on it um, in one of the episodes of Insecure, right? Mm. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, but when they her- ch- changed Inglewood mm-hmm. to Iwood.
1: That the was hell? real dumb. Yeah,
2: girl. <laughs> But you've got like these hippie white people coming in saying welcome to i would like come to my coffee shop come to my like and it's super cute and it draws you in but then you have to step back and say this is at the expense of most likely someone black or brown that looks like me right losing their property for whatever reason yeah and now you're taking full advantage of it so i don't know we can go rounds and rounds about this let us hear from you Hit us up in the comments and let us know what you think. This is Allie J. And I'm Crystal O. And that's it for this
1: week. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 12 p.m. Central for another episode of Not Your Token Black Girl. And also be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google. And follow me at Basic Allie on Instagram.
2: Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at O.